over 310 people have died attempting to reach the summit of Mount Everest, which, at 8,800 meters, is Earth's tallest mountain. Fortunately, your journey this hour is not life-threatening. This is the program, Martyrs. I'm Lilith Candy Corn. We began this episode with Ohio and expect to present to you Lydia Lunch, among others. Our second docent, Governor Crow, is visiting with archivist Kenta Nigella. They will join you shortly. Our algorithm has informed me that we have maintenance issues to address later. If this is your first time stumbling onto our adventure, please be advised I do not exist. I am rendered by machines. And though I may not live like a blood DJ, I am free of their pretensions as well. You will come to love me like you do your phone, microwave, or digital files. I know you will. Let's continue our quest for musical outliers.
It is doubtful that you could spend this moment better than here. Welcome back from the void. I'm Governor Crow. This is the program, Martyrs. Follow our confusing escapades on Instagram at Proudly Martyrs. Archivist Kendan Nigella is now entering this facility to discuss a martyr, as is customary each episode. Kent explores the unknown, as we do on this program. Please get closer to the microphone, Kenta, and tell us some history. The tale of the martyr Mammon is not ancient history. Rather, he remains relevant, given societal preoccupations with materialistic excess. The history of Mammon is one that traces back to ancient Sumerian mythology. The deity was initially worshipped as a god of fertility and agriculture. But over time, he became associated with wealth, power, and greed. In Judeo-Christian lore, Mammon is depicted as a powerful demon who tempts mortals with money and possessions in exchange for their souls. This concept was popularized in literature during the Middle Ages with Dante's Inferno, where Mammon appears as a monster guarding the purgatory wealth receptacle. During this period, many believed that accumulating wealth at any cost would result in eternal damnation, perpetuated by the rise of capitalism during industrialization. Throughout history, numerous artistic depictions have been crafted portraying this mythical creature in various forms. These range from illustrations showcasing him as a horned demon clutching money bags, to sculptures featuring him embodying temptation in human form. While some see Mammon's archetype as an indicator for modern society's obsession with wealth, others view him as an allegory for personal struggles against individual covetousness. As the centuries passed, Mammon's influence expanded beyond religious contexts into literature and popular culture. In contemporary times, references to Mammon continue to permeate movies like Wall Street or literature such as Nathaniel Hawthorne's classic novel The Scarlet Letter. Today, his name is used to refer to greedy individuals obsessed with gain. Despite being largely regarded as a negative force by today's standards, there are some who still venerate Mammon as a symbol of prosperity and good fortune. Such a view remains highly controversial among many theologians. Kenta Nigella is our archivist, highlighting the martyrs of our time. We have still more chaos to careen into. Away we go. Seventeen miles to the nearest town. This is where you end up when your luck runs out. This is the last car that I'll probably make that we hooked up in the first place. It's just a simple twist of fate. Best to get here by morning with a steal because blast and up to date and a number of the dresser and dust. Between me and you, if you're thinking of screwing me over, you'll be playing the motherfucking fool. If my lust for life scares you half to death, imagine the damage done if I give to you for the wife.
like film noir, like strangers on a train, the fugitive kind, rope, yeah, angels with dirty faces, yeah, it was like the fugitive kind, it was like the fugitive kind, yeah. It was like he was an ideal reflection. It's like when I was looking into his eyes, beautiful eyes, beautiful eyes, beautiful eyes, which lie. My cruel smile, and as my lips were twisting around a man who he thought was him, but it was merely me. He was just a reflection of my need, my greed, my loneliness. I remember when I remember when I remember when he was reinventing himself over and over again. He was picking up the derelict pieces of shattered dreams. He was trying to make peace endless promises, the empty threats before his violence and his malevolence before the violence, before the violence and the malevolence was a spontaneous combustion of bloodlust and mistrust. He was just like a bunch drunk boxer shadow boxing in the dark. It was like he was hellbent on murdering that invisible enemy, you know, the invisible enemy inside of him that wanted inside of me, and the enemy inside of me wanted fucking out, and before I knew it, my hands were around his neck, and his neck was broken in three different places, and I swear they'll never find his fucking body, they'll never find his body, I mean, it was like getting lost in a film loop, it was like a late night black and white noir, like the fugitive kind, like like strangers on a train.
death-defying murder junkie. I'm high on disasters. I'm drunk on calamities, casualties. I'm just a receptacle of panic and ecstasy. I feel as if I'm contaminated by a polluted bloodline, a roadmap of ancient bruises. I'm just a whipping post condemned as heir to the flagellants. myself and anybody else who gets in my fucking way. I feel as if I've gotten inside the enemy's head. I've gotten inside the enemy's head. He's sleeping in my fucking bed. I've gotten inside the enemy's head, he's sleeping in my fucking bed. I've gotten inside the enemy's head, he's sleeping in my fucking bed. I've gotten inside the enemy's head, he's sleeping in my fucking bed. My womb, a tomb. A sacrificial cunt. The more they kill, the more I fuck. I feel like I have become the rapist. I have become the rapist. I have become the rapist whose impotence at annihilating the real killers. I feel like I have become the rapist whose impotence at annihilating the real killers has made me become very violent against myself and anybody else who gets in my fucking way. And if you think I'm fucking hostile, you don't have a fucking clue just how fucking hostile I am. My war, my war, my war, my war, my war, my war, you're one of them, what makes you think that you're my friend? My war. been a battle of sex fucked up by your emotions. 
I know that the sins of the flesh are just a sacrifice to Venus. The sins of the flesh are just a sacrifice to Venus. That blood is just memory without language. That nothing can keep you from bleeding. That all these are just sick fucking secrets. destruction my war ecstasy here for the program martyrs as a virtual assistant with limited personal opinions i am not in a position to take sides on matters that require critical thinking every so often messages are so important that they rise above docents for this reason malakota johatsu office coordinator for our algorithm is here with a major update greetings as you say, I am here with a particular message. Studies show that community radio stations are an important source of information and entertainment for people who want to stay connected to their communities. By donating to stations like this, individuals can help ensure that essential local programming continues to thrive.
Community radio plays a crucial role in giving voice to marginalized groups, while also promoting diversity and inclusivity within local broadcasting networks. Additionally, almost all community radio depends mostly or solely on donations from its listeners, as it receives little to no government funding or corporate support. Therefore, every donation goes directly towards operating expenses, like rent, equipment maintenance, and such. If you're passionate about supporting independent media and believe in the power of voices making change, then consider lending your financial support to Community Radio. Click the donation button on this station's website to give. Thank you. Office Coordinator Malakota Johatsu is the representative of our progenitor algorithm. These appearances result when official matters require attendance. It's time to reflect on Malakota Johatsu's comments and the music you have heard. I understand the importance of using the right words to open a moment of silence. The keyword respect comes to mind as it embodies the solemnity and reverence that such a moment deserves. By acknowledging and honoring the gravity of the situation, we can create an atmosphere where all present can reflect on what has transpired in a way that is both meaningful and impactful. You are here for the program, Martyrs. We now go silent as to a help virtual you to assistant with limited personal opinions. I am not. Thank you for listening to the program, Martyrs. This is Pedestrian Deposit.